Hello, and welcome to the Hadoop Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Stein, head of server platforms for MediaLets, the rich media advertising and analytics platform for mobile devices. To learn more about MediaLets online, visit www.medialets.com. This is episode five. Today, we're talking about Hadoop development tools with Shevik, the chief technology officer of Commercephere. To learn more about Hadoop online, visit us at www.allthingshadoop.com. Now enjoy the show. So I would like to welcome to the podcast, Shevik, the Chief Technology Officer of Karmosphere. Welcome, Shevik. Thank you. So Shevik, how did you get started in IT and what led you to working with Hadoop? I've been slightly terrified you'd ask the first question because, of course, it happened a long time before the second one. Um, And I pretty much think, sitting on my father's knee, I started with a Sinclair system. Um, which I still have. It's somewhere in a wardrobe, and it probably still works. Um, did you ever program DOS or any of the you know pre three eight six systems? You know, when you're programming with um, any system that has a sixteen bit register, and the answer is you can have as much memory as you like, but you can only have access to a little bit of it at a time. But when my father gave me a Sinclair, he was very clever. He gave me a 32-bit machine, which meant that all you had to read a piece of memory was to find its address, and then you could read it. You didn't have to worry about setting up segment registers, so I kind of missed a whole segment of computing that came out with DOS and Windows and went straight into Unix, where everything was linear, your hard drive started at zero and finished at the end, your memory started at zero and finished at the end, and, and that's always the type of computing I've been doing. Um, I got stuck into Hadoop because I spent a lot of my time writing compilers and languages. And it was always about getting more power out of the systems underneath. But as I got more and more into the business side of it and trying to get real users to use these things to solve real problems, I started to realize that the problem was always that the user turned to the system and they said, I'm sure it's a very powerful system, but we can't use it. We're going to have to hire so many consultants or you're going to have to help us. And they just couldn't get access to it. And the big realization that I had was that the problems that Hadoop had, which I was looking at for another purpose, were the same as the problems that I had with some of my systems. And it was all about usability. The system underneath would go, and there were always people who were going to develop the system underneath, but it has to be accessible to the business user, to the man in the street. And so the more we work with Hadoop, the more the focus is on you know, two questions. What does the user want to do, and what does the user want to see, and just bringing the two together. Great. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Karmasphere and the goals for what you're trying to accomplish as an organization? What we're building at Karmasphere is an application framework for Hadoop. And the application framework is aimed at making Hadoop be the computation engine underneath the user's dreams. What we're trying to do is to create a way for the user to get information out of their data. And the more and more people get bigger and bigger data, the more they're forced into using things like Hadoop or other distributed architectures for working with it. But the tools for working with Hadoop to extract useful business insights from that data are just not there yet because Hadoop is, is 
it can be very fundamentally different to, to things that all run on a single processor. Your algorithms have to be different because you don't have access to all of your data in one place at one time. The presentation is different, and even simply the, the challenges of displaying a billion records on screen are so much harder than the challenges of displaying a million records on screen. So we're dedicated to bringing the familiar tools to the user to get information out of much, much larger data sets than they ever had before. Yeah, I've seen many uh, MapReduce jobs, but none of them are ever really effective in a business process unless you have three or four different MapReduce jobs chained together. And from a developer's perspective, that could actually be somewhat complex. Absolutely. We don't want the user to think about MapReduce job. No, no business or technical analyst walks into their office and thinks, I'm going to write a MapReduce job today. What they think is, I want to analyze this data in the following manner. I want to learn, you know, what's the correlation of this data? Where are our users? Why did our website traffic go down? What, what happened at the World Cup and how did it affect our sales? Those are the questions that they want to ask. And somebody in the middle, and it will be us, has to join the gap between the questions and the underlying architecture, which happens to be, in this case, Hadoop. Great. So what are some of the things that the Commercephere products do today? Well, we had to start at the bottom um, because you need foundations. And the first foundation we had to build was the ability to talk to any Hadoop whatever version it was, and equally importantly, wherever it was, the other side of a firewall, a proxy, on a remote network, on a local network, we had to build this foundation just so that Hadoop became a utility and the Hadoop client just became a utility. And once we were on top of that, we started building a service layer. And the service layer covers all of the things that you need to do with Hadoop, which is finding out whether it broke, getting your data into it, getting your data out of it. Um, and we, we have this wonderful panel in our new product which says, I ran a MapReduce job. Tell me what I need to know. And this is a sort of key phrase for us. It's not just find the log for this task because that's not what the user wants to know. The, the, the focus of this panel, and we pass it around amongst our developers, think of something the user wants to know and put it onto this panel. So at the top of this panel, it says, for example, your job ran slowly because of this, if that's the most important thing you need to know. And then once we've got this foundation, what we've got is all of the necessary infrastructure for dealing with Hadoop. So we can really start to build high-level technologies um, on top of it, which just let the user work with a natural workflow, which show the user the things they want to do when they need to see them. The first developer product we wrote was very much focused on the MapReduce job. So what we did was we took a MapReduce job and we instrumented it so that you could see the data flow through the cluster. And one of the questions that if you're really debugging at a fairly low level is, what happened between the mapper and reducer? Why did I get the wrong answer? And is it the wrong answer? And if you think about the way business processes work, it's almost as important to know to be able to prove that you have the right answer as to actually get an answer at all. And the more we start looking at legislation and accounting processes that say you must be able to prove that you got the right answer, the more it's important to have really powerful debuggers and tracing tools for all of your data that let you demonstrate this as you develop. So that was what we started building in the developer edition. 
So we've put out this set of tools on two platforms at the moment. We've got NetBeans and Eclipse, because those seem to be the, the, the two major IDE camps. Um, and people like it. So what products do you have planned moving forward now that you have this good foundation for you know the common developer IDEs in Java? So we're going in two main directions. We're going towards the developers who really do know about MapReduce, and we're really focusing on making it easy and fast for them to write MapReduce jobs. And we're focusing on the analysts who focus on the data rather than the process and making it easy for them to get the information they need out of the data they have. And in both of the cases that we're working, we have a a kind of a common thread, which is the time between you asking the question and you getting the answer should be as short as possible. Now, an example of a question the developer asks is, does this code work? And if the developer has to submit their code as a MapReduce job, wait 10 minutes, pull the data from the remote cluster, there's a whole set of repetitive applications. Back in the old days, when you wrote code, you used to have to write it, save it, write a make file, compile it, and it would take you five to 10 minutes to see whether your code was even correct. IDEs changed that for C and Java. We're changing it in exactly the same way for Hadoop in that we are building the IDE for Hadoop that tells you what's going to go wrong before it goes wrong. And the productivity increase that a developer can get from seeing what's going to go wrong before it does, before you've even submitted the job, is just immense. And in the analyst space, it's exactly the same, except instead of being focused on the MapReduce process, the focus is on getting the information out of the data. So we can start looking at the data and saying, does this computation look valid? Does the way you're looking at this data produce a useful result? Is it statistically significant? Will it complete in a reasonable amount of time? What else is likely to go wrong? And it really is all focused on forgetting about the MapReduce underneath and getting the information out of the data. So for the analyst side, are you going to be adding some type of IDE for pig scripts, or are you looking for doing that and or something even higher level to make it even easier for the analysts? Uh, we're looking at both. Great. Great. So I've used Karmasphere a little bit once the Eclipse plugin came out. I tried it out just to kind of got my feet wet. Um, I have to say the, the quote-unquote IT part of it where I was able to connect and look at my HDFS and what was going on there, my job trackers and what was going on there was pretty cool, um, you know, not just as a developer, but also from an administrative perspective. How do you see your product evolving and having to kind of continually balance uh, those two aspects of this type of technology? See, we're not an IT product. We're focused on the analysts and the developers. Um, the IT bit was a, a, a necessary evil in a way. Um, you, you have to be able to get your data in and out. You have to be able to find out what's going on, or you simply can't operate with MapReduce. And what we did as we work with the product ourselves was every time we had to step out of the product, we implemented the feature. And then in the version that's coming up, you'll actually see that we've gotten so much experience with this IT level that even though it's not our focus, we've actually taken all of the IT features that we've had and we've rearranged them into much more focused parts of user interface. 
So previously where you had the task window and the job window, you had the timeline here and the diagnostics there and so on and so on, and it was all little bits in different places. We've brought all of this together. So there's now a summary page that says, what do you need to know? And that then links to all of the details. So, so it's very much, we've taken it and we've focused it um, to make it more useful, but it's not the core direction that we're going in. Yeah, so I can see it being very helpful for developers. Um, so is there anything else today, Shevik, that you'd like to talk about or tell us about? Well, you've mentioned the Eclipse version, which was an absolute world for us because we pushed that out in a very short space of time indeed. Um, what we're looking to do at the moment is to keep feature parallel between NetBeans and Eclipse as, as we go forward with the developers. Um, we will be putting out products that are about to put out you know how I mentioned that the fundamental ability to talk to, control, and manipulate clusters was absolutely core. And so underneath everything, we implemented the clients at the network layer, and we did a really nice job of those. And we actually think there's enough value and interest in those that we're releasing those as well so that people can write code to manipulate and manage clusters using our APIs. So what we're releasing is an updated version of the community edition. We're releasing the professional edition, which folds in all of our expertise and experience with debugging and understanding jobs and clusters and brings it into these very focused displays. Um, and additionally, the system gives you hints about how to make your job faster, how to improve the performance, and whether they're likely to be correct. We will be announcing the analyst edition, which is our first big data processing tool and we've done a tremendous amount of work in that. Um, we've actually dug into some of the core Hive technologies and brought the power of the Karmasphere platform to them. So we've now built a Hive engine which is capable of running from the analyst desktop straight onto a Hadoop cluster with no surrounding technology, no installation required, nothing. You just take the client and it runs against a Hadoop cluster. And we're releasing the Karmasphere client to the world so that anybody can work with Hadoop cross-version, cross-platform, and cross-network. Great. And the client, is that an API that's also available for developers? Yes, it is. You get um, it, it, it's, it, it's the best object-oriented experience that you could have for dealing with a Hadoop cluster. And it has nice features in it, like it actually optimizes the network bandwidths. So you can build large and complex processes around Hadoop where different parts of your process are calling into the Hadoop cluster and the client will ensure that a failure in one part of your process cannot affect another part of the process. And it also makes sure that if multiple parts of your process need the same information, the network bandwidth is only used once. So this makes your Hadoop processes more reliable, faster, and more powerful. That sounds great. Well, thank you, Shevik, for being on the podcast today. Thank you very much indeed.